0: Hey, you're listening to Uninterrupted, the podcast where equity is more than a buzzword. I'm your host, the senior online editor of Women's Health, Caitlin Aber. Fans of Orange is the New Black are going to be psyched about this week's guest. Alicia Rayner plays Natalie Figura, a.k.a. Fig, the executive assistant to The Warden. On the show, Fig is confident, occasionally arrogant, and intimidating, which, as you'll hear in our interview, isn't exactly how Alicia comes across. Alicia is here to talk about her new movie, Equity, which is your classic Wall Street tale, but with a twist. It was written, directed, produced, and stars women. Yep. Equity is a story about women on Wall Street that doesn't involve them being secretaries, prostitutes, or jealous wives. They are actually the people in charge, wheeling and dealing and taking care of business. And it's totally awesome. I am so excited to welcome Alicia to Uninterrupted today. Hi, Alicia. Hi. I'll
1: try not to interrupt you.
0: (laughs) It's okay. We can interrupt each (laughs) other as long as no dudes interrupt us. Exactly. uh, That's the rule. Um, Okay, so everyone knows you from Orange is the New Black, right? Yeah. Of course. (laughs) But I want to know how you are different from your character, Natalie. Oh,
1: you know, I I feel like my seven-year-old should answer that question (laughs) because many, many times a day I'm stopped for selfies or just stopped to say, I love you so much on the show, but you're a badass, you know, (laughs) or you're so mean or damn, and – my seven year old is always there going, but she's really nice in real life <laughs> and I think it's much easier to have someone else say that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't I don't know how I ended up playing this character. It's like, you know, I, I play a pretty strong person on, you know, how to get it with murder and Rosewood. Um, and to me, it's one of the biggest gifts as an actor when you do get to play something so different from yourself because um, then I guess it shows that
0: you're acting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are there, I mean, are there any ways that you're similar to the character? You know, I, I would say four years ago
1: when I first got the role, I would say no. Um, I'm a little bit of a people pleaser. Uh, I... I really care what people think about me, probably to a fault. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the four years, I feel like Fig taught me a lot. Um, producing this movie taught me a lot about owning my worth um, and and standing up for myself. Uh, and, and if you'll notice, once Fig left the prison— shit went down. Um it was not a good thing. No, so, they needed you her. know, everybody yeah. gave her a lot of flack when she was there for being a bad guy, but
0: isn't it interesting once she left, things didn't get better. Yeah, you you're not on the season a lot, mm-hmm. but a lot happens on the season. Were there any issues that came up or things that were portrayed this year that you felt were particularly important?
1: I think so much of what happened this year was, I think it was the best season in, in some ways because um, they really went there with the issues that are relevant in our world today. And it, it actually almost makes me want to cry. Like, what's happening in our prisons in reference to overcrowding? What's happening to uh, American women and men um you know black lives matter is is something very true to my heart and and heartbreaking to me um what's happening with gun control today what there's there's so many issues that are are brought up this year that i i feel proud to even be a small part of the kind of art that makes change
0: in that way Absolutely. So then, let's talk about your new film, Equity. Um, so it is a film about women on Wall Street, which is so different than every other Wall Street <laughs> film. Women aren't just the hired help or the dancers yeah, at a club yeah. scene or, or however they want to portray us in these films. Um,
1: it's funny when we made, when we were selling the film, when we were really doing our road yeah. show, our IPO. Um, and selling it to investors, we made a sizzle reel and we showed clips from all of those other Wall Street movies. And we showed all of these women in those positions. And, uh, and my husband was the voiceover and he was so good. And he would go, she's not a secretary. <laughs> she's not a prostitute. She's not the token woman in the background. Mm-hmm. And it feels incredibly rewarding and exciting yeah. to for the first time ever, tell the story of the women who work in this world because there are many women and they're awesome. I've gotten a chance yeah. to meet a lot of them, um, some of whom invested. And to tell their story, there's something really magical when you're able to tell somebody's story who's never been told mm-hmm. and, and the feeling that they get, the, the reward as a producer when – you see someone feel like oh my god you told my story yeah. and what's been extraordinary is it's not just women on Wall Street women across the board many women in entertainment see this movie and say oh my god you told my story um, and that's been deeply deeply rewarding.
0: Absolutely. Um, why don't you us a little synopsis of Equity? Sure. So Equity is uh,
1: about a woman played by Anna Gunn, two-time Emmy Award winner um, for Breaking Bad at Anna Gunn. And she plays Naomi Bishop, who is a high-level banker at a very prestigious bank who's taking an IPO public. And while she's doing that, she's having to navigate through sort of a maze of experience. Be it her boyfriend, who may or may not be trying to help her or hurt her career, um, her boss, um, her underling, uh, who's you know a VP trying to come up, and then I play a U.S. attorney who's investigating. Uh, insider trading at her bank.
0: Another badass character. Yep, yep.
1: (laughs) I I wear the white hat this time.
0: Yeah. um, What did you learn in the process of making the film?
1: Oh my goodness, what didn't I learn? You know, I I like to say I went to filmmaking school because I had made a short before, but I'd never produced a feature before, and it definitely is different, just a a much bigger scale. Um, But I also went to Wall Street school. Um, You know, I I learned and by necessity by because we really made the movie by doing all of these interviews I learned so much about this world about what an IPO really was in every single step of it what a roadshow was in every single step of it Um, how similar like sales is across the board be it on Wall Street or any other part of America Um, and It was an incredible experience hearing all these women's stories. You know, as an actor, as a producer, I'm a storyteller and I love doing research. I love listening to all these women and hearing the details of their stories. One of my favorite things that I'm able to say is like in, you know, I I will say our screenwriter Amy Fox is absolutely brilliant and was yeah hold up let's just
0: pause for a sec this film was written directed produced and starring women yep that is awesome (laughs) (laughs) okay sorry to interrupt you but go back um
1: amy's quite a genius and we would you know we came to her with a lot of ideas a, a, a treatment and a lot of stories and the way she crafted this screenplay is right really, you know, unbelievable to me. And a great example of that is a couple of months before we were shooting, I heard yet another story that I thought was really, really powerful about a chocolate chip cookie that you'll have to see the movie to, <laughs> to see. And people cheer when they see the scene. And it is a very poignant moment because... When I heard the story, it's something that actually happened. And it was about a chocolate chip cookie, but it wasn't really Mm -hmm. about the cookie. It was about sort of the metaphorical nature of this moment in this woman's life. And I said, Amy, can we please add this to the script? And she not only made it work, but made it work seamlessly.
0: Something your characters deal with a lot is sexism in the workplace. Do you have a story or an anecdote of your own that you'd like to share mm, and sort of how you no. overcame it? <laughs> oh, how lucky. You know, I I <laughs> certainly
1: have experienced a multitude of sexism, be it, you know, there was an article in the Times a couple of weeks ago about bro talk mm-hmm. and how on Wall Street there's an uh, so much unconscious bias and men speak in a certain way that's degrading to women and they're not even conscious of it. Right. Um, and it was written by a man who had a daughter and all of a sudden became a lot more conscious. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the men we talked to actually had similar experiences where like all of a sudden they were a father and they saw the world a little bit differently, particularly of a daughter. Um, and... I will say that same unconscious bias happens in my industry on a set you know I think many times the crew don't realize how offensive language can be so there's that level of it I think you know I work a lot with the Gina Davis Institute and they do research about how many women or men we see, like simply numbers, statistics. And 77% of the characters you see on television, on video games, on movies, cartoons, muppets are male. Mm-hmm. So when you're watching as a woman, you're seeing yourself as a minority. Um, That's like blatant sexism. Again, I don't think it's intentional. And that's one of the trickiest things to navigate is first we have to educate people and go, this is happening, and then say it's not okay.
0: Right, absolutely. And I think that, just to pivot off of that, this political season in particular Mm. is in a lot of ways about how people respond to women in power. Mm. And, you know, as you said, the characters that you play, you know, they deal with a lot of sexism, but they're also totally badass characters. And what have you learned about dealing with these scenarios based on the characters you play?
1: Yeah, you were talking just now, and I was just thinking about a line that Fig has in the first season where she's like, why would anyone give up being a man? It's like winning the lottery (laughs) and giving back the ticket, right? Um, I think for me, it's embracing what it is to be a woman and the you know the complexity of what that holds for me is a big piece of it of saying yes I am I am I am more emotional I'm also more able to keep more things balanced in my head. You know, I can multitask statistically again, it's funny, I'm doing a friend's movie right now called The Female Brain. My friend Whitney Cummings took this science book and um a very well written science book and made it into a fantastic romantic comedy and mm. she's she wrote, directed and she's starring it and I'm playing a role in it. And so I read the book and Statistically speaking, there are differences between men and women, and for me, it's about owning my the parts of myself that perhaps I see as limitations. And instead of seeing them as limitations, it's being like, no, that's who I am, and that's great. I am more emotional, you know. I one of those studies that in the book talks about um, the how babies learn how to hold eye gaze female yeah. babies learn how wow. to hold eye gaze and by three months the skill of holding eye gaze has increased 400 percent in girl babies It has increased zero (laughs) percent in boy babies. And that's fascinating to me that like women want to connect in this very different way Mm -hmm. and sort of embracing that about myself as a woman and owning that. And then I think another piece of it is owning my power and. This movie is a lot about how women can be seen as either too nice or too sharp-elbowed. Like, if they're too strong, they're called a bitch. Um, And you're either too young or you're too old. And really, what a fine line they have to walk. Mm -hmm. And I think part of the lesson for me of all of these characters and, and of making this movie is owning myself more and embracing myself more you know sort of that radical self-acceptance and love because it is only when we do that when we own all parts of ourselves the good and the bad that we can own that about the world own that about the people around us Mm -hmm. and love the people around us in a more holistic way and I think you know on a much deeper philosophical level own and love the world more and help heal the world more yeah
0: absolutely i think that idea of understanding your vulnerability as a human quality and not just like a weakness that makes you lesser than i'm a big brand brown fan (laughs) she gets uh said a lot in this in this podcast does she uh she's (laughs) amazing she's amazing um so you Obviously, you have Orange Is New Black. You have Equity, mm-hmm. but you have so much more going on as well. <laughs> um, you're on Better Things, which premieres yeah. on Netflix. Another, September. I love pitching that one
1: because another female writer, director, producer, um, star, Pamela Adlon, who's been a partner with Louis C.K. for a long, long time, and they've she both acted in Louis and wrote on Louis um, and they together executive produced this show for FX and we made 10 episodes and it comes on I, I think like September 8th and it's such a good show. It's really like a female Louis. It's oh, that's um, fun. Yeah she plays a mother of three kids and I play her best friend and it's really really fun.
0: And then Masters of Sex. Yes.
1: <laughs> I was so it was such a joy to be asked to join that cast because it's a genius genius group of people and this year I get to play very glorious Steinem like character Ooh, which is very I'm within my that. vein of gold right now
0: <laughs> and then your movie with Whitney Cummings yeah of the female brain I'm really excited so how do you stay grounded and <laughs> take care of yourself being so busy what's your um, self-care
1: routine my self-care routine there's a couple things I try and do every single day one is I wake up and I do a little bit of reading to like sort of center myself um and then I do I have like a five to seven minute meditation um like yoga and meditation set that uh again just sort of helps ground me um and I try and sleep as much as I can I do have a t-shirt that says what is this thing called sleep and where do I buy some um (laughs) I think sleep is the the thing that gets lost the most Mm. I eat pretty well I love you know I I find healthy fuel is really key Mm -hmm. um and I love vegetables which is great like (laughs) my my daughter was just with my mom for a week at surf camp because I was on press tour and like in six cities in as many days and uh and my mom called me one day she's like I think there's a problem and I'm like what's up and she's like your daughter's favorite food is romaine lettuce (laughs) I was like yeah she's like hey like I really love raw vegetables you know Mm -hmm. and like fresh clean food um that doesn't mean I don't love chocolate Mm -hmm. I was on good day New York this morning and they had like there's a new Magnum bar where you like. I've seen this oh, on
0: Instagram. It's
1: <laughs> like, it looks insane. You go to the store and you like dip your own. Yeah. It looks insane. I think i will just so, avoid that block. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I love chocolate. I love ice cream. Um, and coffee is definitely my drug of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I try not to lean too heavily on it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I am a, a supplement girl, I do mm-hmm. believe in yoga. I do believe in meditation in a big way. I'm actually doing, I love the Oprah, Deepak, like 21 day things that Mm -hmm. they do. I think especially when I'm on the road and I'm all wound up with press and stuff. It, I, listening both of their voices are so deeply soothing yes. and delightful i like that's just how me believe I, everything oprah yeah, says too when yeah she says. <laughs> and deepak you're like oh right you know everything um and so i i listen to those when i'm on the road um to sort of chill out um I have so many like little tricks of have travel. Have you always and, been into
0: meditation and yoga?
1: Um, yoga, I got into probably in college. Um, I and I do vinyasa, but I also do um, kundalini, which I love. Um, I love all forms of yoga, and then meditation. I got into it's. I always say like, for years I was like. Um, I'm looking for the willingness to have the willingness to have the willingness to meditate and then I was looking for the willingness for the willingness to meditate like and finally I got to to the willingness to meditate and then I finally started meditating and I did a TM course and um was really into TM for a, a number of years before I had my daughter and then um you know, you're waking up at crazy hours in the morning with a small human, and my meditation practice lagged in a massive way. And today, honestly, like if I'm truly honest about it, it's about willingness. Like in the, mo- I'm not willing to wake up at five mm-hmm. sometimes, and when I do wake up because I have limited time with my daughter right now I'd rather spend that 20 minutes with her and I have to own that like that's just my truth at this moment yeah
0: and forgive yourself yeah
1: and so when I do my little yoga set a lot of times she does it with me and we Mm. meditate together so I'll do this like you know I do this little yoga set and she does it too like I do a it's pretty cute I do a shoulder stand and she does a shoulder stand and Mm. I do like a camel pose and she does a camel pose and then um, we meditate together and I I actually started because she was meditating with me to do like a little guided visual meditation and I still do that even when she's not around I sort of lead myself through that meditation now like releasing negativity and opening myself up and then checking in with my heart like I would say to her like now check you know you release things then you open yourself up to love and then Check in with your heart. What What is your heart asking for today? Mm. What do you need today? What yeah. do you, you know? What is your heart saying today?
0: That's lovely. Mm. So um, Women's Health, this podcast, Uninterrupted, is about the connection between social issues, politics, and women, women's lives, yeah. their issues. And, of course, the election right now is such uh, a big deal. Yeah. Is there any issue in particular mm. that is being talked about, not talked about, focused on? that you find particular, that you're particularly connected to? Um, Because I know you're also an activist. So
1: yeah, I am an activist in many, many ways.
0: Mm -hmm. And there are
1: so many things near to my heart. Um, I was able to just go to Cannes to talk about unstereotyping. And I love that idea of, because unstereotyping to me is so all encompassing about how can we break our own stereotypes? How can we break our own boundaries? How can we see the world with fresh eyes and acknowledge our unconscious biases, be it about women and women in power, be it about the transgendered community, be it about men, be it about anything? Um, Breaking our stereotypes is a a, like, I love that expression Mm -hmm. and that idea. Um, and so that that to me is a, a good umbrella one because um, it really does um, override so many of of the issues that I'm yeah, interested absolutely.
0: in. That's great, so we ask every guest on the show to promote a woman, so whether it's like an actress, a writer, um, a politician, somebody that you admire that you think our listeners should check out. Do you have a woman you wanna promote um, today?
1: Other than all the women involved in equity, mm-hmm. you know, you really need to check out Amy Fox, our writer, Mira Menon, our amazing director, Sarah Megan Thomas, my producing partner, um, but that feels very self-serving. So, that, th- those are like my <laughs> we'll side. Those all are my the P.S. At right. the, up on um, the website. But on a deep level, I I have to say my friend uh, Lauren Chavez, because she's actually. When we first started talking about the script, she is the first person I talked to because I knew that she consulted in this world and with Fortune 50 companies. And she talks to both the women and the companies about how do you keep women in the workforce. And she does the statistical research. And she, we had this crazy informative lunch where I went, oh my God, I have to make this movie. And, um, She wanted to be involved in the movie and then ended up not being involved because she started a nonprofit called All In Together, which is all about getting more women in politics across the aisle. Um, And then she also just wrote a book called The Thinnest Line about women in the workforce. So... She's a big hero of mine. Um, Sounds awesome. And I I think everyone needs to check out Lauren Chivet.
0: Great. Lauren Chivet will have all of that information on great. the website. Thank you so much, Thank Alicia, you. for coming on. Yay. It was great to have you. And everyone needs to go see Equity. Where can yes, people please. find you?
1: So, y- well, you can find me at, at Alicia Reiner, A-L-Y-S-I-A-R-E-I-N-E-R, um, which is my Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat. Um, and I think my... Facebook is is uh, you know hashtag or um, backslash Alicia Um and uh, the movie opens July 29th. I'll be at I'll be at some of the Q and A's at the Angelica and at um, Lincoln Plaza this weekend. Yeah,
0: excellent! Congratulations. Thank you. I want to thank Alicia for hopping into the studio with me. Equity premieres July 29th. Check your local listings for theater info. Please head over to the Uninterrupted Facebook page to leave us a comment about the episode. You can also write a review on iTunes, and oh my god, I would love that so much. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. You can also tweet at me directly using the hashtag WHUninterrupted. I'm Everyday Caitlin on Twitter. This episode of Uninterrupted was produced by me, Caitlin Aber, and recorded at CBS Studios. Editorial support was provided by Lisa Chudnovsky. Our theme music is by Jen Miller. You can check out at jenmillermusic.com. So that's our show for now. We hope you tune in next week. And in the meantime, stay uninterrupted.